welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, me, Raylene, and me. It's Ariel Bissett. That's my whole Hello. name. <laughs> Whoa, that's extreme. <laughs> I thought I'd go fancy today. <laughs> that was pretty fancy. I don't know what to say. <laughs> he really showed me up there. <laughs> so today it, we're recording on December 5th, but this episode's coming out December 19th, Raylene. So oh, it's wait, right what? before Christmas. Yeah, I thought oh I should have mentioned that everyone... We didn't plan for that. No, we did not. <laughs> Everyone's starting to go on their break and stuff. We hope you're yeah. uh, getting in the Christmas spirit. Hopefully mm -hmm. all your Christmas shopping is done. Be nice to customer service people. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everyone is stressed. How's your uh, How's your Christmas shopping going? Pretty good, actually. A couple of weeks ago, I realized I hadn't bought anything. Yep. And so I went on a rabbit hole adventure on the internet and <laughs> ordered a bunch of stuff yep. for my people. And I made them like a plan for the other people who weren't, I like, couldn't buy it for online. Mm -hmm. And so I made a plan yesterday, went out and did a little bit of the shopping. Nice. And so I think I'm done. Oh, like, I think I'm done. I've bought for like all my friends, my family members, Kyle, like I'm yeah. all set. Yeah. Um, except for your gift. Yours is a little more complicated. So it's, it, it, I don't know yet. If, hopefully you'll have it by the time this episode comes out, but I can't guarantee that. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, um, it's a bit of a problem. Similarly, I have prob. I think I want to say I have like 80% of my shopping done by mm. December 5th. That I feel pretty good about that. Like yeah. most of the key presents I need to do, especially all of the things I needed to get online have been purchased and yes. received to me because oh, I knew good. I learned from last year how much COVID has been affecting shipping time. So I was like, I'm going to yeah. get ahead on the on the front wave of this thing. Last year, I did all my shopping in October because yeah. I was so scared. I mean, that was probably <laughs> very calming. You were probably calm. Yeah. Um, I was super calm. But the last few things I need to get are like physical things like I will drive to a store and buy. So mm -hmm. I just need to get into the big city and pick up a couple <laughs> of items. Obviously, we should say here on the pod... Don't buy stuff just for the sake of buying stuff. You don't, first of all, you don't need to save your money for, save your shekels for things you really need. <laughs> um, it's always just as meaningful to like um, make something or do experience type gifts. That's something mm -hmm. that one of, I'm going to call her my sister-in-law, even though we're not married, but otherwise it's like <laughs> my boyfriend's sister. I don't know. I just find that complicated, but yeah. like. She was like, I really don't want to get too much stuff this year. I want to do experiences. I don't think she listens mm. to the podcast. If she does, I'm about to spoil her gift. But <laughs> I'm going to get her like tickets to go to a museum. And so like oh, stuff nice. like that is also really lovely because you're not honestly, adding. I love getting plastics. I love getting those types of gifts too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I don't honestly, no one has ever given me tickets to something. That's cool. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a cool that, gift. It is a cool gift. I went for my birthday. Oh, like eight years ago, my mom got me plane tickets to new york <laughs> for my birthday and that was the coolest that i was so surprised so cool yeah i had no idea did she you was cry like, or scream or jump or anything like you must probably yeah i was just i was very excited which is actually funny that takes me back to when i was a kid i was like i don't know 12 or 13 my mom got my brother and i tickets to disneyland oh, and wow. We had That's never so dreamed nice. about going. Yeah, but when we were kids, we never like wanted to go to Disneyland. Okay, sure. Like, yeah. That was never something that we dreamed about. I agree. And so that she was gave not us the a yeah. thing for me. And maybe that's it, not it really wasn't... a thing for people other than 
Americans who can actually get to do it seems so far yeah, away I don't from know. us. Exactly. It just it never seemed like a thing yeah. that we would do. And so I never like hoped and dreamed to go there. And so my mom gave us she like gave us the tickets and like suitcases and stuff and we were like, huh? What what are you what are you talking about? When we were like not excited at first and she was so upset. Oh, and so I feel bad about that. Yeah, but yeah, that's that, so interesting. <laughs> that was kind of a funny gift. We were like, huh? I wanted like something cool. I wanted a Game Boy. Like and she gave us tickets to Disneyland. We were like, what? Oh man. <laughs> it was very funny. I think that obviously, especially when you're a kid, giving presents like parents giving you presents must be like so exciting for them and like like you just said when they don't like it it must be so devastating it's the worst thing in the world (laughs) i know um there's this kind of you know just like the story you just told me there's a bit of like a a family legend of of one of those myths types stories that like we don't really remember but our parents keep telling us about like i'm sure your mom mentions that story a couple of times um but basically this one Christmas when I was like three, so I literally don't remember it, but yeah. my mom got me this like plastic, God, it was the 90s, uh, a plastic, <laughs> it was literally ni- 1997 or um, yeah, but like she got me this plastic teacup set and it was, I actually oh. remember it. It was really cool. Like it looked like an actual tea party set, but it was all plastic because it was for children. Um, and then my dad got me like these blocks. And, oh, and like, how do I explain it? It's like a train set that you can build and like kind of a block oh, yeah. ch- train set. He was apparently so excited to give me this gift. Like he thought it was so cool. But the morning of, I only cared about the teacups. And oh. like, I find that so sad to think back on. But as my mom always then says in the story, she's like, she was always like, but what present did she then play for for, with for years? And my dad's like, the train set. Yeah. (laughs) You just needed time. time. You weren't ready. I wasn't ready for the train set. But once I was ready, it was the peak gift. Um, That's awesome. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) Well, there you go, everyone. You all just learned some Ariel and Raylene mythology right christmas mythology (laughs) christmas mythology from our deep deep past i'm also i'm trying to here's a a funny question do you remember it doesn't have to be christmas but do you remember the first present you ever gave kyle (gasps) this would have been eight years ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) raylene's racking her brains over there god i have no idea i actually do remember what i gave connor if you, I can tell it? my tale so you have time to think. Um, so people might not know. Me and Connor met in high school. We dated in high school for four mm-hmm. months. I dumped him. <laughs> and then so we did not speak to each other for nine years. I had no idea what was going on with this person. We both then, we got back in touch. The story is very actually adorable. But we got back in touch, became friends again, and then started dating again. So it's funny because we dated in high school, but then we didn't know really anything about each other from the ages Mm -hmm. of like 17 to 27, basically. And now we're like back in each other's lives. Um, But so I gave him the first present ever in high school would have, I think, been for his birthday. Yeah. I gave him a pack of gum <laughs> wrapped in a bow. I remember I wrapped. Oh, my God. I might have gotten him like three packs of gum because something about Connor is that he's like always he's always chewing gum or like he likes having gum around, you know, yeah. like um, having it as an option. And so I knew that about him in high school as his 15 year old girlfriend. He was he was a year older than me. It was pretty cool, you know, to date a, a senior. <laughs> 
And so oh, I man. gave him. And also, I was freaking 15. I didn't have a job. I didn't have money. So I was like, exactly. oh, my Gum's God, best I'll do. get him three packs of gum and wrap them in a ribbon. <laughs> and so really actually, funny. what's cute is now every birthday and every Christmas, I give him a pack of gum as yeah. a as a tribute to my first gift <laughs> that's beautiful what about you do you remember no absolutely not okay. i can't even remember what i got cal for christmas last year <laughs> <laughs> my memory doesn't go back that far <laughs> that's so funny yeah no, i'm trying to think back but i remember something that he got me mm. early in our relationship he got me this is actually kind of fun because it was before i had really started collecting the great gatsby okay but yeah. i really wanted i had like i think two copies right and i really wanted the original cover like i wanted just a paperback mm. that had the that iconic cover on the front yes and so totally. i pointed that out to kyle and then he got it for me for christmas Aww. and i was like this is the greatest thing ever and then i spiraled out of control from there but like that was one of my <laughs> first three copies because that was like i that was what i really wanted yeah and, um, that's like a perfect so gift that. i love yeah, that. so that's what i remember <laughs> but i don't know that's what i got beautiful. him zero idea oh my god <laughs> I love giving gifts. I Me too. It's so much fun to like get that perfect gift for someone and have an idea. Like sometimes it will hit me like in freaking July and I'm like, <gasps> writing it down, writing it down. This yeah. is perfect. <laughs> yeah, um, you don't want to forget those things. I guess today we're doing, uh, we're answering recommendation requests and none of them are Christmassy. So at least we talked about Christmassy holiday <laughs> yeah. stuff at the front here because we're yeah, about to not. The recommendations are pretty random. <laughs> yes, they're fun though. We got some good weird yes. ones. They are fun. So without further ado, let's jump in. Mm -hmm. I really love these ones actually. Um, okay, so I'll start with this one from Brooke who says, I have two ways I would love for you guys to take this prompt. One hit wonder. Mm. For the first way is, what's an author that for you has only had one good book? And uh, the other works of theirs just didn't work for you, but the one book did. Or the second version of this is, what's a book that you loved, but the author never wrote anything else? Um, and she wants us to um, answer both if we can, but if we can't, we'll do what we must. I think this so. is so good. This is- It is so good. I love this one. Thank you. Sorry, who was Brooke? Thank you for submitting this one. This was a fun idea and I had fun. Mm -hmm. Once I started like digging into it, I had a lot of fun. Did you get one for both versions yes. of the prompt? Yes. Okay. I did. Let's do the first one first. Let's both do the first one. Okay. Well, um, sorry. What did you pick? The first one was an author that for me personally has yeah, only. You only liked one. one of their books. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the first one that came to mind, I have three. The first one that came to mind, <laughs> Ernest Klein. <laughs> Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Author that would of be one for me too. Ready Player read One. So, I mean, obviously everyone has heard of Ready Player One because there's the Steven Spielberg movie now and everything. But you really had to be there in 2011, 2012 to understand mm -hmm. the hype of that book. You know, we all read it. Yeah. And it's such a fun book. And I really enjoyed it. I remember just like, it was my favorite book of that year. Yeah, I A couple that. years later, he came out with Armada one of the worst books i've ever read it's <laughs> it is just not well done i don't know yeah. what to say it feels almost like someone trying to do a pale imitation of a book by ernest klein and so Ooh. it just seems to me like he was probably really rushed probably yeah. like the publishers were just pressuring him to put out another book because of the success of the first one yeah. um but now he announced his new book, Ready Player Two, and I just, Ugh. 
I kind of sigh at it. I'm like, oh, okay. And it's been out now for maybe a year, and I haven't heard anything about it. Oh, it's not good. I read it. <laughs> oh, my God. I Did I miss that? When did you read it? I totally missed it. I don't remember. That. I read it like a year ago oh, or God. whatever. Like, That's so it's funny. Been a while. I completely gapped that. But, you know, some other friends of mine had read it and I just hadn't heard anything. But yeah, mm. it just wasn't anything, right? It's just kind of no. blah. So It was blah. It was not necessary. And it was just like a bad rehashing of the first book basically well that's exactly my point and so that's it's so funny because i'm like that's exactly what my friends have been saying you're probably the friend that said that and i just (laughs) didn't associate with you for some reason there you go but yeah that to me is a shame because the first book was so interesting i'd love to read another cool book by him but i just haven't Mm -hmm. yet okay the next author emma donahue so this one i didn't know if this was fair to say because i actually haven't only read one book by her yeah and it's room but what i the reason i wanted to mention this is because none of their other books interest me Yes, I have that for some authors too. But right? I didn't, so maybe that doesn't count note. as a one-hit wonder, but it kind of does to me because I'm like, uh, <laughs> right now, yeah, like for me, I that's don't like see myself reading another book by Emma Dawn. Yeah, like for me, that's William Goldman who wrote The Princess Bride. I'm like, yeah, I right. love The Princess Bride, but I don't, I don't care about the rest of his books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, exactly. And the third author yeah. I wanted to mention is Donal Ryan. So I've read one of, I've read two of his books. One of them is one of my favorite books of all time, All We Shall Know. Mm -hmm. And then the second book I really liked, but it wasn't like a favorite. It was just to me like a solidly good literary fiction. Yeah. And so the reason though I wanted to mention this is because he's like one of my favorite authors of all time. Like this is a book five out of five. I, I, I absolutely recommend but I haven't read any of his other books that I'm just like, oh, yes, these are also amazing. But he has a lot mm. of other ones. Another person I could do this with is Sheila Hetty, Motherhood. Mm, All time yeah. five out of five book for me. Absolute favorite. Really adore it. Haven't read anything else by her. Uh, partly because I can't freaking find her other book. <laughs> but obviously <laughs> she has true. the new book coming out next year. So things might change. Things might yeah. change. Okay. What did you yeah. pick? Okay. Well, my original answer, I just came up with another one. Okay. But my original answer was um, Marisha Pessel, who wrote Night Film. Oh, yes. Yes, because yes, yes. Because I love Night Film. And then after I read it, like probably within a year of me reading that, I was like, yeah, I'll get her other book. So I picked up a copy of Special Topics in Calamity Physics. And oh my God, I couldn't get through the first 20 pages. Like it was just, it was incredibly slow. I could barely get through the title. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it was just too much. And I was so uninterested in it. I remember I was sitting, I think I was in like the uh, a waiting room somewhere Mm. for hours. And I couldn't even read 20 pages of this book. That's how I knew I was like, no, this isn't gonna work. Yeah. And so I put it down and got rid of it. But then a few years ago, she wrote um, Never World Wake, which was her like YA debut, which had a super cool premise and an idea and everything. But I did not like the book at all. Like I read that one. I read the whole book and I did not enjoy it. So now I'm like, but I love night film. So do I give oh, up on her? I don't, wow, I don't that's know. That's so interesting. Um, that's exactly this. Other, this is exactly yeah. a one hit wonder. Yeah. Exactly. And the other one that I just thought of is Aaron Morgenstern. Oh, because good one. I know, because I loved The Night Circus. Who doesn't? And then <laughs> The Starless Sea, nah. big flop for me. I did not connect to that book at all. That was definitely and for me a DNF where i'm like yeah like i, I read the first finish it but yeah like i read the first little bit and i was just like i don't think this is gonna work for me 
That's very so, interesting. Yeah. So those are my two picks for the, the first version of the prompt. So do you have an author that has only written one book and you're now forever wishing that they wrote more books? Well, sort of. I, I guess I just had two authors. I also books authors I wanted to mention mm. because I just wanted to say, like, for me, the first book that or author that came to mind was Harper Lee. Um, yeah, me too. Because she very famously only published To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ghost of the Watchmen doesn't count. Okay. I do not count That's that. That's <laughs> a disgrace. Um, betrayal, <laughs> betrayal. I haven't even read it. Yeah. Maybe it's good. First of all, I don't think it is because nobody talked about it. And there's a reason she no. didn't want to publish. Okay. God exactly. Um, exactly. But yeah, so I think that it's just super interesting for an author to like publish genuinely one of the most popular, successful, and critically acclaimed books of all history to kill a yeah. mockingbird. And then it'd be like, that's enough. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's so fascinating. Um, yeah, it is crazy. She's one of the only authors that I was able to find that like purely only had one book. Like a lot of other authors yes. maybe have only one novel, but they've written short and stories that's the or other author, poetry. Yes, I was yeah. going to also mention Sylvia Plath because yeah. The Bell Jar is her only novel. The rest of the stuff she's published is poetry. Um, mm-hmm. And But again, it is really interesting like... The Bell Jar is so famous. It is so popular. Yeah. But it was only one book. Like, yeah. that's so fascinating. Um, and so I kind of wanted to use both of those books to talk about how I don't think being a one-hit wonder is a bad thing. Like, mm-hmm. with authors that are currently alive, like Emma Donahue or Ernest Klein, like one, the ones we've talked about, it feels like a shame, obviously, because you're sort of like, oh, but I like that book so much. I want more mm-hmm. good stuff by them. But in history, when there's authors like Sylvia Plath or Harper Lee or Jay Salinger, right? Catcher in the Rise is only like yep. technical novel. The yeah, other the other ones, ones are like short story exactly. collections or bind-ups or whatever. So for all of those throughout history i don't think of my i don't i have never once thought to myself "Ugh, sylvia plath should have written more no it's actually so okay to have one novel that's incredible like that's still you're adding something to the world you're i think i would like having that legacy if i wrote a great book and then never wrote another one ever again and only that book was what i was remembered for i would be okay with that. that's kind of cool so i do think you know there's a lot of pressure on creative people and like artists and writers to like constantly be producing and Mm -hmm. also i think john green has talked about this but like he knows he can never top what happened with the fault in our stars yeah. Like maybe his writing will get better, but people will never probably love a book as much as like it was a exactly. moment. Exactly. That was like right? peak. It was a yeah. moment. And so but he's still alive. Like what is he going to do? Just give up? He's like, "No, I still <laughs> going to write, right?" And it's like yeah. different books can take on different forms of success. So you can't always be writing something better than the last thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's like just not going to happen. So it's an interesting conversation for sure. It is. Thank you, Brooke, for submitting that one. Uh, but you mm-hmm. had, did you mention the author you had for? I, I was I was kind of going to mention the same two that oh, you yeah, did. Okay. Those are the only ones I could think of. Totally. I was totally. like, okay, Harper Lee is the main one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's the big one. Yeah. And then Sylvia Plath was the other one I was going to say. So you nailed it. The next recommendation from Abby. Do you want to read oh, that? Oh, sure. This one's great. This is actually really fun. It's hilarious. <laughs> Abby asks, I've been vibing with the 
themed collections requests. We have done, what have we done so far? Moons? Moon, sun, sun. And maybe one other one before that? But I think there was one more, but now I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Um, requests. And so I'm looking for suggestions for my planned dinosaur book collection. Yes. yes. I have al- I already have Jurassic Park and The Lost World. I'm open to both fiction and nonfiction. Love the pod. Obsessed I with this. Love this. Obsessed I with love this. this. People might not know, know, but on my well, why would they know? I hope they don't know. <laughs> um on my keychain, I have a dinosaur. I have a dinosaur keychain that's been on my keychain since I could drive, really. Whoa. Or no, I guess that's I cool. got it in twenty fifteen. I got it at the Tyrell Museum. Tyrell, is that the? Did I? No, Drumheller, Drumheller. Yeah, it was like, isn't? <laughs> is it called? I don't know it what is. the place is called. The Royal. Oh, okay. Wow, the Royal Tyrell Museum. So you maybe you don't know, dear listener, but there's a lot of dinosaur bones in Alberta, and mm-hmm. it's like a big dig site, and uh, it's really it's really cool it's like really really cool so they have this like amazing dinosaur fossil museum and stuff but it's sort of in the middle of nowhere because it's like in the deserts of of albert Mm -hmm. of um outside of calgary so it's really a very cool museum and i really recommend it if for some reason (laughs) you're able to get there (laughs) if you're like in the area you're looking for something cool to do um it's a really cool museum. But anyways, I got a dinosaur keychain there in 2015. And I've carried that baby with me ever since. I freaking love it. You know, it. I love that you have a dinosaur story because I also have like... Yes! As you, you know about this. <laughs> you know about this, but I need to tell the people. It's, okay. it's in my heart and it needs to be said. So when I was a kid, there used to be this theme Oh my park. God, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I know this story. <laughs> there is a theme park close to where I live called Dino Town. Gosh, I hope there are listeners out there who are like, oh my God, Dino Town. Um, but it was just this big theme park. It's kind of funny thinking back now. It's like, it's like it sounds like it's Jurassic Park or something, but it was way less cool. So funny. Um, so it was funny. just like this place that when you walk in, there's like a gift shop and everything, obviously, but they had like this sandbox where you could dig up fossils. So that was really fun as a little kid. There's all these like ginormous like dinosaur things that you can like take pictures with or like climb on yeah. and stuff. And then there's like, there were performances where there were people dressed up like dinosaurs that would dance around on a stage. And as a kid, sometimes you got pulled up onto the stage. And yes, I was one of those kids. And, <laughs> but it, it sounds so weird, but, and it like had a water park. Like it had a lot of things. It was kind of like a zoo, but with no animals and like everything was just pretend dinosaurs is kind of what the vibe was. It's incredible. And it was my favorite place to go as a kid. It's incredible. Like I, didn't I wasn't the one of those kids that was like obsessed with dinosaurs and like learning about them. I just love Dino Town. <laughs> I so. think what's I think maybe what adds to the image is like you guys you gotta look up Dino Town, British Columbia. Cause once yeah, you it's actually, been demolished now. It it's has, gone. Yeah, it's so sad. Once you look at photos of what Dino Town really was, you really remember <laughs> that we're from the nineties. <laughs> yeah. They they look oh my god, Things yeah. Things were not as cool as we think they are. <laughs> Right. It felt really cool at the time. Exactly. It felt so, so cool. There were bumper cars. There were like these these little, there was like a 
car thing that just went around in a track but you, it had a steering wheel so you felt like you were controlling it incredible. as a kid and it felt so cool it's oh incredible. man so yeah i felt like that was a good uh, a good anecdote before we jump into dinosaur <laughs> books because i i did have a dinosaur moment oh, i love what that. did you pick for this i am very curious okay well i actually laughed when when i saw this one and and picked it out because i had a perfect one for it which is kind oh, of no weird way. but it's a book i haven't read so mm. obviously that diminishes my recommendation a little bit because i don't know if it's good or not mm -hmm. but this book is called dragon teeth by michael crichton oh yeah i've heard of that it's another he wrote Jurassic Park. He also wrote Jurassic Park. So clearly yeah. this guy likes dinosaurs or he has passed <laughs> yeah. away now. Um, but here's the situation, okay? I was actually in British Columbia in a Save-On Foods. I was oh. uh, walking around getting groceries and I saw this book and the cover, the cover, sorry, the cover is so <laughs> insane. The cover is a giant like half of the cover is a giant um, dinosaur fossil, like the, the head mm -hmm. of a dinosaur with its teeth and everything. And on top of it is a tiny cowboy on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And my brother loves cowboys. He's like really into the old West and stuff. And so mm -hmm. it was like, cause it was at the grocery store, you know, it was like a grocery store book. It was like $7 or $6.99 or something. So I was mm -hmm. like, this would be really funny to buy for CJ. And I like, and it's by Michael Crichton. So I was like, I mean, it's got some level of quality, right? Like mm -hmm. the guy who wrote Jurassic Park. I've read a That's book true. by Michael Crichton called Pirate Latitudes, which is like basically an unknown book um, by him. But it was just it was fun. So I was like, it seems like he just writes fun romps, right? Adventure yeah. stories. So I was like, it's probably like kind of yeah, it's probably kind of cool. And it was pretty short. So I got it for him because it sounded great. So here's the premise. It's set in 1876. So Ooh. we're in the Old West. It, it's a Western. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I've seen that book a hundred times, but I never noticed that. Exactly. And so you have the main character, William Johnson, a student who, who I'm reading the official synopsis, who is joined world-renowned paleontologist, author, Whoa, this crazy name. Othniel Charles Marsh on his latest expedition. But when Marsh becomes convinced that William is spying for his nemesis, he abandons him in Wyoming, a locus of crime and vice. So it's Whoa. about these like, it's about like cowboy paleontologists and... <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I love Apparently, that. Apparently there was something called the Bone Wars. This is like a real thing. I am on the Wikipedia page for the Bone Wars. So here's just the first line from this Wikipedia page. The Bone Wars, also known as the Great Dinosaur Rush, was a period of intense and ruthlessly competitive fossil hunting and discovery <laughs> during Whoa. the Gilded Age of American history, marked by a heated rivalry between Edward Drinker Cope and Othniel Charles Marsh. So basically this what Michael Crichton has written is fan fiction about these these bone wars and he's just okay. made up a character and dropped it into the middle of these bone wars. So amazing. I think this book sounds amazing and campy and incredible and I think would make a 
would make a good addition to any dinosaur collection. Absolutely. Um, well, I had the exact same reaction to this question where I was like, I want to answer it, but I haven't read a dinosaur book. So I had to hunt and find something that yeah. seemed cool. And I think I succeeded. So this book is called The Dinosaur Lords by Victor Milan. And first off, it has been endorsed by George R.R. R. Martin, who Whoa. said, he blurbed it, it's like a cross between Jurassic Park and Game of Thrones. George R.R. R. Martin wrote those words. <laughs> so, so this, I'm just reading the synopsis. It seems like it's about, it's obviously like, a, it's an epic fantasy yeah. um, that has dinosaurs. It, it doesn't really specify like why the dinosaurs are here, but it's a, a world where dinosaurs are kind of in charge but humans also live there and so it seems like they're constantly like at war with the dinosaurs to try and like i don't know gain power and so there's like it sounds like there's like a whole system of like the royalty and everything so it is very much like game of thrones but with dinosaurs and there's like wow war and stuff by the sounds of things there's like tons of characters who are like all these different things there's someone named imperial champion jome count of the flowers that does sound like game of thrones his name is almost jamie it's jami (laughs) so that sounds kind of crazy but also like it could be really good and it's a trilogy so if you like the first one there are three the dinosaur knights and the dinosaur princess oh that sounds really special that sounds really nice it sounds incredible <laughs> so dinosaur I books hope- maybe just by their nature are a little bit camp aren't they a little bit silly although i feel like getting a collection of non-fiction books would also be really cool i i found a few when in my hunting that looked cool. So if you just look up dinosaur books, I'm sure you'll find yeah. lots of cool ones. But yeah, I feel like having a collection of nonfiction um, to flesh out the kind of crazy <laughs> dinosaur books. So yeah, I was thinking about it when I was trying to find a book for this. I was like, there is almost no normal like dinosaur book you could get. Either you're reading about like prehistoric, like dinosaur times, right. which is very rare. I don't feel like there's not that many no. books like that yeah no um so you're either reading that or you're reading something that doesn't make sense logically like jurassic park you know it's just like oh it's something that's like it's just people yeah and exactly dinosaurs are alive (laughs) so you're right so i it's kind of a funny a funny idea exactly like you're saying just by its nature it has to be a little weird like something Mm -hmm. i just typed in because I was like, there weren't humans during dinosaurs, right? And I was like, I've got to verify. And it says, like, were there cavemen back there? No, I don't remember. It says, it I don't says think so. no. After the dinosaurs died out, this is according to the <laughs> the U.S. government website. <laughs> U.S. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, government science website, I guess. Um, after the dinosaurs died out, nearly 65 million years passed before people appeared on earth interesting that is so interesting what including so you're telling me the good dinosaur isn't accurate (laughs) no comment to all the children listening um include however small mammals were alive at the time of dinosaurs including shrew-sized primates so like tiny tiny monkeys that's so cool are tiny tiny monkey relatives yeah like those are our friends that is so interesting god 
Now I want. Now I want a dinosaur collection. Um, right. I, I, we should find a really good nonfiction dinosaur book and read oh, it. Yeah. I want to learn more. But also, I was just googling while we were talking, and The Lost World by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. That's definitely a book I've heard of. Obviously, author oh, yeah. of Sherlock Holmes books. Mm-hmm. But this is a story that it says primarily concerns a hidden plateau in Venezuela where his prehistoric creatures somehow survived extinction. So. A classic mm. to add to the pile. And it's funny because there's, so there's two dinosaur books called The Lost World. Oh, right. Oh, that's so that's interesting. Crazy. You got to get both Lost Worlds. That's very important. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. Thank you, Abby. Good luck with your dinosaur collection. Please, once it's once it's getting interesting, send us a photo or something. Because that's yes. really cool. Tag us, yes. tag us in a photo. <laughs> okay this next one i think is one of my favorites that we've ever received because it's just so cute it's so gosh darn cute so this one comes from sarah who says hello girls i have a very random and weird question that i would like to ask you what is a book that you imagine yourselves reading together sitting on a park bench on a warm sunny fall day when you're both 80 <laughs> lots of love from italy i love it um i I love this question love so this much because it's it's very cute to imagine us <laughs> hanging out when we're 80. Course, I really hope that by so that point cute. we can hang out and we will live together and well not together but close together. Fine, we'll, we'll live heck, together. We'll live together. <laughs> Once both both of our husbands predecease us, we can move in together. <laughs> That'd be so amazing. That would be a beautiful chapter of our lives. Um, sad yeah. but also beautiful. I yeah. also love this question because I love this image. A lot of people. In my life, obviously, I have as a friend for a few years, but then I move away from them. And so I kind of drift apart. Me and Raylene, our relationship did not start physical. Like, so there's Mm -hmm. actually, in my opinion, I don't see a reason why we'd stop being friends. Like, we can't really fall out of touch because we're always in touch over over texting and everything. So (laughs) I have a good feeling that we will stay best friends until we're dead um <laughs> exactly 80s, it's never going to stop like, it's not going to stop until until no, exactly. they make us stop really <laughs> yeah like it's kind of amazing because you and i have never lived close enough to just hang out no. on, in an easy way but no. you're the person i talk to the most and have yeah. stayed connected to the most <laughs> beyond all of my it's other friendships true. so it's, it's kind of true. funny it's the same for me i mean because i've moved so much um like i said i lose touch with a lot of people which is just natural but because you and me started our friendship online, you're mm-hmm. my most consistent no friendship. There is no, not yeah. really. Um, and I also think you're basically my oldest friend. Um, I know, isn't that so cute? So <laughs> in so- high school, there's only three people I still talk to. One person who I love dearly, but we don't talk very often. Mm-hmm. Like we just like touch in once a year or something. And we're like, how are yeah. you doing? You're doing okay, beautiful, okay, great. So it's like not a very deep friendship, but I, I love her, mm-hmm. but it's just like, we don't really talk. And then Connor, I know from high school, but we had a na- like true. a nine year gap where we didn't talk at all. So I don't, yeah. I don't know, it's kind of different. You are the person who's known me since I was 16 as has talked to me consistently for (laughs) the last 10 years that's insane I also love that I've known you longer I you've known me longer than you've known Kyle I really like that fact I'm like I know it's my favorite (laughs) you'll always win you'll always be a little bit ahead well yeah it's funny actually because the lore if people don't know is that you and I obviously became friends online in like 2011 yes and then two years later we met at VidCon yes and then a week after coming back from VidCon, I met Kyle. That's right. 
That's right. It was so crazy. I'm almost two years more of friendship than Kyle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but Kyle it was just wild. I met you that. and Kyle within within like a yeah. two week span. Was like it was the most exciting couple of weeks of my entire yeah. Like, I know what you. That mean. was like, the best time. It was so wild. That was those were wild times. Yeah. Um, well, what the hell to get back to the question, about? what book? What book would you pick for us to read together? Oh, yeah. on a park bench when we're eighty. I I have a couple of answers, and I, but I want to hear what you what you came up okay, with. Okay, I have two answers. One is a specific answer, and one is a broad category. Okay. Okay. The first specific answer is Agatha Christie books. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. I can see where you're going with this, though. Like, she has so many books. We could just buddy read every single one of her books when we're 80. So basically, Agatha Christie is definitely an author I'm interested in reading. I have read one of her books before, um, Mm. and I liked it. I thought it was interesting. And then There Were None uh, was the Mm -hmm. one I read, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm definitely interested in reading more of her books, but it's so low on my priority list mm. that I know it's not going to happen anytime soon. But they are classics and they are interesting. Um, and so I'm like, by the time I'm 80, hopefully then I'll have some freaking time to get to the like pe- the things yeah. that are lower <laughs> on my list. Um, mm-hmm. So we can get to Agatha Christie. And then the, the other big part of that is just that I feel like that's what I imagine old ladies reading. Agatha Christie novels. Yeah, because they're not scary. They're but not they're interesting. Scary. They're interesting. And they're very twisty turny. Exactly. So you and it me can... It keeps you interested, but it's not too crazy. We can read them on the porch sitting next to each other and we can be like, yeah. oh, did you see that coming? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think That's killed adorable. her? <laughs> I love that. I could definitely see that for us. That is, I wasn't <laughs> expecting so that answer at all, but it makes perfect sense. <laughs> also, the other day I was reading about Agatha Christie she's Mm -hmm. very interesting like as a person did you know do you know anything about Mm -mm. her she's actually fascinating and um according to guinness world records she is the best-selling writer of all time like oh yeah i knew that that is wild history no one Mm -hmm. has ever sold more copies than her which i just think is so cool but she just has all these really interesting facts about her she lived a very interesting life also she was like drop dead gorgeous beautiful when she was like a like a young woman and Mm -hmm. because i always imagine her as older because that's like Mm -hmm. what her bio pictures look like and stuff. anyway just fascinating super interesting my second answer rereading YA <gasps> and I have written down here Harry Potter Fault in Our Stars Twilight Hunger Games oh my God. So that would be so funny basically me and Raylene in the last few years have reread a few of our old old favorite books because yes. like we mentioned we met when we were 16 17 so we were reading a lot of YA and mm-hmm. but we were reading it independently for for the most part and like just yeah. we were just reading in the same circles basically so now that we're it's almost been 10 years since that original era mm-hmm. rereading those old books is freaking hilarious right like yeah we reread the twilight saga last year or oh two years God. ago so funny <laughs> this year we read uh, reread some of the hunger games that was hilarious so i just feel <laughs> like you and me as 80 year old women rereading the fault in our stars rereading twilight again rereading right. the hunger games or all of those old books it would be so funny 
I just think you and me would not stop laughing. Right? Also, I like to imagine, like, our book collections by the time we're 80. Like, what will they look like? Like, will we have kept the Twilight series through our entire lives? I'm never getting rid of it. I know I have, I have no it. desire to get rid of them at this point in my life. Like they're the type of thing that I'm like, I want to keep these forever. Exactly. But imagine when we are 80, all of our little the grandchildren, if we have grandchildren, <laughs> will be like, what What did you used to read when you were my age? We'll be like, Twilight. <laughs> okay, a hundred years like ago, not good. Twilight was really big. <laughs> yeah, which is like completely different answers than our own grandparents would probably give. Which oh, is man. Kind of funny yeah, that's kind about. of dark to think about. Um, but yeah, so that's fun. I really like that. That kind of leads into my first one okay. that I think we would be reading. I like to imagine us reading The Perks of Being a Wallflower beautiful. because Just we beautiful. did read that sitting together on a bench <gasps> next to each other one time. Oh my God, time. I want to cry. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? That like I, beautiful. I like to imagine us reading that book again because like I could see us reading it together every year yeah. or something, you know, like when yeah. we're really old. We got to read it outside really in cute. the summertime again. Exactly. I'll it's a beautiful spill water all over your copy. Have to buy. Yeah, I can't one. wait. I'll just keep getting me new copies. I'll have a whole shelf of of <laughs> copies. Ariel destroyed. Yeah, that's another one. Like I'm not getting rid of the one that got destroyed because it has a story, and so they live together on my shelf. They're identical. They're the same copy, but one of them is horrifi- horrifyingly damaged. But they live together on my shelf. Um, oh, I love so that yeah. one. That's nice. Yeah, so that's the that that one's an important moment in our history. So it will it will continue. And then I thought about the question more and I was like, mm. when we're 80. Okay. Books to read when we're 80. Yeah. What are books that we want to read that we probably won't have read Gosh. by the time we're 80? That's the ultimate mashed potato book right there. Exactly. Jesus. And I have a feeling that we are going to have a Dickens that still needs to be read. I thought you were going to say Otessa Moshbeck. <laughs> we're still going to have an We're going to read McClue. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> no, God, I hope not. I, I'm more thinking the large classics that we do want to read, but we'll probably keep putting off mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. I just feel like we're going to keep putting them right. off. Like maybe some East of Eden or Grapes of Wrath. I think you're or right. Or perhaps A Tale of Two Cities. Um, so I feel like I can picture us reading one of those books together and like just taking forever to read them because we're old <laughs> and probably read slow. And we'll just be like, oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Raylene, reading this book again. Raylene's knitting will be on an un like unparalleled scale at that point like it's all you'll do you'll just knit and listen to audiobooks and that's true i was gonna say maybe we could listen to it on audio and we could both do a craft outside how old are we we're 27 Eight. sorry oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how can you forget we're 80 <laughs> that's so funny um okay no so this is we're talking about 53 years in the future that's oh really interesting Basically double our lives from now. Okay, so 53 years from now. First of all, this is the most ambitious TBR pile ever created, okay? (laughs) Like, not ambitious in the size and quantity of it, but ambitious because we have to remember in in 53 years that we... I almost want to set a a reminder on my phone. (laughs) Yes, yes. For what year will that Oh, yeah, what year will that... Oh, that's kind of scary to think about, isn't it? Plus 53. It'll be 2074. I hate that. <laughs> Isn't that ugly? It's <laughs> kind of creepy. That doesn't sound like a real year. Sorry, 2074? 74, was it? Yeah. Okay, so in 2074, we must do this. We have to get together that summer and read some of these books and those books will we'll have we'll write down all of the books we talked about. Um yeah. 
And I I'm think seeing how, if how we, high up my phone goes. If we're still not doing the podcast, then we have to bring it back just oh for that summer. <laughs> January 2074. I'm going to set it for the 1st of January. Oh, my God. Just so we have time to book our... our I was going to say our flights, but at that point, we'll have like bullet trains across Canada or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also wonder... Oh, here we go. I wonder what the reading technology will be like then. Like, will <gasps> we be on like holograph screens or like, you know how in like in every depiction of the future ever, phones and tablets are all clear pieces of plexiglass for some reason? Yeah. So we'll be like, that will be our Kindle. Um, I can't even imagine like that. how books will change or what e-readers will look like. Right. Wow. All right. I'm setting an alarm for, let's make it noon on <laughs> On the 1st of January, 2074. That will be our New Year's resolution. Get together. See Ariel. I wrote, read old YA books with Ariel on a porch. That's what I Genuinely made, makes I, I me want it. to cry. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? We have something to look forward to. Oh, shit. No matter what happens in our lives, we have that to look forward to. I know. We'll forget and suddenly we'll be like, huh? Oh, yeah. What's this? Who's Ariel? <laughs> Oh, man. All right. That might be my favorite recommendation request we've ever done. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was so beautiful. However, the next one is also uh, very good. So take it away. Read us the last one from Heidi. Okay. Heidi says, it would be cool if you each pulled a tarot card to do a recommendation like in Ariel's, Ariel's <laughs> old video. I did watch that video, by the way. Oh, really? So no. Like you went back and oh, yeah. watched it, or you watched it? Oh, back I watched then? it when it. I watched oh. it back then. <laughs> so I know what's going on. Um. Okay. So this was an idea I had a few months ago, and months ago, sorry, years ago. I've also since then seen people do this video, and nobody nice. will reference me. It's so rude. <laughs> But regardless, I had this idea for like a fun way to do book recommendations, which was just to do a tarot reading, pull a card from mm -hmm. your tarot deck, and then uh, pick a book that matches that uh, vibe or that mood or whatever. So let us cut back to yesterday, a yes. clip we recorded when we originally pulled our cards. Hello, everyone. It's us from the past. Actually, this is a little tarot-y of us. We're, we're in the past. It's a little uh, mystical. We're <laughs> each going to pick a tarot card out from our decks. We're going to do the old shuffle, the old pull, the old draw, and uh, read mm -hmm. to each other from our corresponding booklets <laughs> what the hell the card means. Because I don't know about you, but I don't actually Beautiful. know what each card means. <laughs> I know nothing. Mm. I have only ever done one reading with this deck, and <laughs> it was an it was an experience. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. So <laughs> it was probably not very fun for Kyle, who I was doing the reading for. <laughs> he was like, this is weird. We should both say what our decks are, because I think we both have very cool decks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you have? Mine is called Cat Tarot, and they're <laughs> illustrated by Megan Lynn Cott. Um, but yeah, is anyone surprised? Like, I wouldn't own a tarot deck if I hadn't seen this cat tarot um, deck at Indigo. So that's where it's from, <laughs> if anyone's wondering. We'll definitely have to 
take photos of these for the oh, Instagram. Yes. I have, um, mine is called the Fountain Tarot. And Ooh. it's like the edges are shimmery silver. Oh my God. And the illustrations Beautiful. are so stunning. Like, I'm just obsessed with I this love deck. That. Um, I also saw it, I don't know where, somewhere on the internet. Um, but all right, let's. Let's spend a few seconds here shuffling our decks. We're going to try and do this ASMR style. Oh. <laughs> That's nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm doing a terrible job. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh. Okay. <laughs> We're not good at this. We're not good at ASMR. I mean, they fell over, but they revealed one to me. And so I feel like that's my card. That's like a Okay, thing. how am I supposed to pick a card? That's what I always wonder. You just, you know, you can cut the deck or just pick the top one or whatever feel. You're just supposed to let the gonna, fates decide. I'm going to lay them out face down and pick one randomly. But I've heard that, like, if while you're shuffling, a card falls out, that's that card is calling to you. You know? Oh, cool. So this one fell, and I'm okay. going to go with it. I've selected my card. Oh, my God. He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you. Okay. All right. Well, what did you get, Raylene? The card that I picked is the sun. <laughs> and my card features a very fat cat who is extending. He looks like he's sleeping, but he looks like he's standing up with the sun behind him. There's some yoga. sunflowers surrounding him. He's very chunky. That's adorable. Okay, what does your booklet say that the sun oh my is all I just about? opened my booklet right to the right page. Oh my God. It That's meant crazy. To be. Meant to be? Meant to be. Okay. Um, well, it has two different versions. There's upright or reversed. Um, I Probably just go upright. with upright, yeah. Yeah, I'll just go with upright. The cat lies on her back in a gesture of perfect optimism, sure that the universe will offer nothing but belly rubs today. <laughs> Sunflowers... <laughs> I love this book. <laughs> Sunflowers represent a, wor a world fertile with the seeds of joy. This card invokes creativity, possibility, power. No surprise that mm. it's linked to Leo. Like the lion, mm. you are a radiant creature with great hair. Wow, thank you amazing okay so sunflowers that's interesting because in the last recommendation episode we talked about our favorite flowers oh and yeah we're sunflowers yeah um okay so i need to find a book that is about creativity possibility and power wow what is i it? thought i'd also read you what mine says about the sun because okay. that way we get even more info that might help yeah um the sun is pure joy and happiness like a child's heart light beams in all directions this is a moment of total completion arrival and connection to everything and everyone a realization of unity and deep peace whoa, whoa. you should send me a picture of your card so i can yeah ponder that yes as well. for sure um okay well the guy that i pulled is in fact a lady but Ooh. nine of coins look at okay. that it's a very pretty card um so let me flip through my little booklet here nine of coins does it mean i'll be rich <laughs> individual accomplishment the Nine of Coins exclaims that for now, life is beautiful. This card represents the ever-increasing challenges you have mastered in life and the steps you have taken toward accomplishment. Nines are powerful cards of completion. It took time to cultivate this level of success. Through discipline and hard work, you have gracefully and independently crafted a cherished environment and a stable life. Um, filled with unpretentious style and quality. Take time to Ooh. enjoy it and reflect. It says meaning. 
independent success, self-mastery, discipline, safety, a rich life fulfillment. Wow, both of our cards were very hmm. positive. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. I'm glad we got positive ones. <laughs> um, have you found coins in your book? or does... It's not in my book. Oh, okay. Maybe your deck is a little different. Yeah, mine has cups, wands... Um, swords and pentacles. Oh, those pentacles. Are, those are the suits. I think pentacles are your version of coins. Okay, you got, sorry, what number was it? Four? Nine. Oh, nine, sorry. Okay, for me, nine of pentacles says, peace and satisfaction abound. Is it possible you have everything you've ever dreamed of? Your diligence means your rewards are great and many. Treats at your feet. A fine feathered friend just to swipe away. Your right to feel secure and to take pride in your accomplishments. All your discipline is bringing you even greater success than you'd dare hope. And um, the picture on the card is of a cat <laughs> trying to attack a bird in a cage, if you could guess. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, there you go. We have our cards. We have our assignments. We will now go back to Ariel and Raylene of the future to see. Well, I really do feel like we're witches right now. Um, of the future to see what the books they pick are. Let's see. And we're back Beautiful. in the present slash future. Um <laughs> So, we pulled our cards. I got the nine of coins, and you got the sun. The sun, yeah. How about you start it off, Raylene? What book did you end up deciding would fit for the sun? This one was tricky, because there was my version of the sun, and then your version of the sun from your deck. Yeah. And they both, like, kind of had different things going on, so I decided to just focus on mine. Totally, totally. Because that's the one that I was going off of, my cat tarot. Um, so this one, the main points were creativity, possibility, and power. And gosh, it was really hard for me to think of a book for this. It took me a while, but I ended up landing on Albatross oh, by Terry Fallis. God, I love that book. Yes. <laughs> Tell me more. Because when thinking of, okay, so the thing about Albatross is, as we know, you've explained this book many times, so I won't get into it, but it's about a young man who wants to be a writer. He's obsessed with fountain pens and he ends up becoming a golf champion through circumstances <laughs> and he hates golf he doesn't want to do golf but he does it because it makes him money um and so the creativity aspect of this card is him wanting to be a writer right that's his dream and throughout the book he does kind of try to get into the writing game yes. and um, that's like a part of the story as well but his main thing is the golf and so there's the possibility for him to become a writer but Will it happen? Who knows? <laughs> and for the power part of this card, I was thinking, it's interesting how sometimes something has the power to change your life, you know? Mm. And so the the fact that he had the perfect measurements to be a golf champion, like he might have never discovered that. He might have just gone about his life, right. had a completely normal, regular life, and who knows what would have happened to him. But this one thing had the power to just completely turn his life yes, upside down. yes. And I thought that that was really interesting. And yeah, so that's the sun. That's the sun for me. I like it. It's Albatross. No, Thank I you. mean, you know, I love that book. So any yeah, reason to bring it up seems correct uh -huh. to me. Um, okay, well, I felt similar to you. I was like, oh, no, this is going to be a really tricky one. I don't know what the hell I'm going <laughs> to pick for this. Um, like I said, I got the nine of coins. And um, here it says individual accomplishment 
this card represents the ever-increasing challenges you have mastered in life and the steps you have taken towards accomplishment. And I was like, oh, geez, this is so complicated. Yes, through when we were reading it. Today, I was like, oh, God, I have to pick my recommendation. I reread yeah. this. Simple. So easy. Oh. Wild by Cheryl Stray. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's actually perfect, I think, because it says this card represents the ever-increasing challenges. I'm like, that is literally a book about a very, very challenging life. Yeah. And the steps perhaps literal steps on the PCR, <laughs> you have taken toward accomplishment. Nines are powerful cards of completion. It's her journey oh, to finish yes. the PCR. It took time to PCT. cultivate. The, thank you, PCT. I'm thinking about the PCR COVID test. Um, <laughs> it took time to cultivate this level of success. I'm like, she had to literally go through this big journey with herself mm -hmm. to get through and get back to herself. And um, through discipline and hard work, you have gracefully and independently crafted a cherished environment and a stable life. Are you kidding me? It's literally <laughs> wild. This is literally talking about That's wild. perfect. And then at the end, it says, take time to enjoy it and reflect. I'm like, it's saying that about wild. I could put that on the book, on the cover of wild. Take time to enjoy That's it perfect. Sometimes you just need a good night's sleep and then it hits you. You get just what you needed. Exactly. So I thought that was the perfect book because we both said when we were reading it um, that that book really did feel like, I mean, it's very inspirational, isn't it? It really mm -hmm. makes you think about yourself and your own challenges in life and how you have the strength to persevere and and everything mm -hmm. and like cheryl is just god damn it cheryl just the she's best. so cool so i was really happy when my mind was like it's wild it's wild <laughs> i was like yeah, yeah sick that is perfect i'm glad that it hit you and you got the perfect I know, one me too it's just great ah uh, well we go. did it we did it we did it again what can i say that was really fun really fun episode i'm really glad for those um recommendation requests they really they hit the spot. You know, yeah, imagining us one. at 80 and also books about dinosaurs. That was just <laughs> such a combination that we never could have oh, expected. <laughs> Screw Christmas recommendations. Let's talk about dinosaurs. <laughs> that was lots oh, of man. fun. Well, thank you guys so much for listening as always. And we are now off to go record our bonus mini podcast for Patreon, which is called Books Unbucket, where we answer questions from our dust jackets. People submit us questions on the Discord and we often answer them so this one comes from hannah who says question for next episode i'm so glad that this one it just got posted recently so this mm. was perfect timing she says you must assemble a trivia team five members for the holiday trivia night at your closest covid safe bar but each of your five other teammates is someone from a book you read this year who would you pick and why oh, a book you read this year yeah so i did have to not see that part <laughs> It's okay. I haven't prepared at all. Okay, so it's all cool. going to be on the fly. We're going to figure out who we'd want on our trivia teams. Right. I think this would be really funny because it's like, this oh God, fun. who, luckily I read a Harry Potter book recently. So I have one of my team members. Damn it. Oh, I was going to say Hermione, but yeah, oh. <laughs> I already picked Dumbledore uh. for a different question. Oh, that's funny. He's on our survival team. Okay. Anyway, so we're off to go record that. So if you are interested in checking out Books on Bucket and are not a patron yet, I mean, check it out, man. Mm -hmm. We also have great discounts on our merch and other fun stuff. Monthly, so anyways, videos. Monthly, monthly videos. Monthly videos. So we are off to go record that and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and a happy holidays. <laughs>